When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the PFF NFL Daily today, discussing some hypothetical QB trades, Sam, our friend Brad Spielberger over at PFF.com, and more importantly, the PFF app has a few realistic trade opportunities, and I think we should just uh, react to to Brad's thoughts here. So let's get right to it. Um, We've seen over the last couple of years, Russell Wilson on the move, Deshaun Watson, all these big quarterback trades. So this offseason... Let's start with the first one that Brad suggests. Aaron Rodgers, perhaps going from the Green Bay Packers to the New York Jets. He does have some hypothetical terms in there as well. Jets sending a a two first and a future second. Packers would have $40 million in dead cap hit. So let's discuss this one. There's also a Jordan Love potential trade in there. It's like an either-or scenario for the Packers. But what are your thoughts on Aaron Rodgers as a trade bait for the Packers? Yeah, I I guess if we'd seen a little bit more from Jordan Love, it would be more understandable or more palatable to move on from Aaron Rodgers and go in a different direction. But given the dead cap hit, it feels to me that this is the less likely one to happen. Like I think we saw flashes from Jordan Love, which means somebody's going to bite, right? Like somebody's going to try and trade for that because that's how the world works. Like we we it's the um, AJ Feely trade or the Kevin Cobb trade, you know, where they've shown just enough to hook somebody and, and get him traded away. But I think the Packers are there with Rodgers, you know, until the bitter end of this thing. So I I don't think we see Aaron Rodgers traded, but, you know, if we did, the Jets make a, a decent amount of sense for a quarterback like that. Yeah, I've heard both the Jets and the 49ers, you know, potentially brought up yeah. here as, as Aaron Rodgers' landing spots. It is interesting. I think when you watch – not to read too much into the body language and, and all that stuff, but it does seem like Aaron Rodgers, even in a tough season, wants to do well, right? Like he hasn't mailed it in. It, 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 they're six and eight. Um, it, it does seem like Aaron Rodgers wants to give it one more shot once again. And um, I could see it, whether it is the Jets or, or the 49ers, if they, they can't really pull off a trade because they made all, they traded all their picks for Christian McCaffrey and all that stuff. But I think the Jets one is a realistic one. And the Jets, they've got decisions to make because Zach Wilson just has not developed yeah. um, so far as they would have liked. And I think the Jets, because they're they're seeing in real time, their defense take this massive step forward. They're in every game. Imagine adding Aaron Rodgers to that. It's not always that simple, but imagine Rodgers in the AFC East going up against Josh Allen and the Bills, Tua and the Dolphins, Belichick and the Patriots. I mean, there's... There's a lot of excitement just in that as well. They're in a really tough spot as well, the Jets, because not only has Zach Wilson not really worked out and you've sort of had to bench him because of what happened earlier in the season, but then Mike White goes and like wrecks his ribs in the midst of looking quite good. So you're probably not going to see enough of Mike White to be convinced one way or the other. You just have this team that looks really good and, and ready to win, and you have no idea if you have any kind of quarterback. So it almost feels like rather than the quarterback competition or the Mike White or the Zach Wilson thing, you almost just go, wow, to hell with it. Let's just add Aaron Rodgers to this and be done with the whole thing. All right, so if that doesn't happen and Green Bay does hold on to Aaron Rodgers, Rodgers comes back, 
the, one of the other options that Brad brings up here is Jordan Love as a trade candidate and potentially going to the Washington Commanders. And as you mentioned, we didn't get to see a whole lot of Jordan Love. I think the best bet, if we are going to see Jordan Love outside of injuries in the last three weeks, might be that last week against the Detroit Lions. Uh, right. If the Packers lose this week against the Dolphins, we could see Love. The Packers would pretty much be out of the picture. So we might see one or two starts of Jordan Love, maybe zero. And if you're the Commanders, a team that hasn't really had a chance to pick in the top 10 for a while, they've been middle of the pack for, for quite a while. Is this something the Commanders should take a look at and try to upgrade a quarterback? Or is that too risky to take Jordan Love pretty much sight unseen at this point? Yeah, I mean, it, it is risky, but it's also why the compensation would be lower than, you know, a guy like Aaron Rodgers. To me, this is the obvious one. Like it's the classic pick or the classic trade that the NFL does time after time after time. I mentioned two guys before where they got starting gigs based off almost no sample size whatsoever. Remember Matt Flynn getting the gig in Seattle based off like one game where he tore the Lions uh, a new one. Um, like this is the like – we already saw a glimpse of Jordan Love earlier this year. He looked way better than we'd seen from him in the past. If he gets another start at the end of the year and we get to see one more and he looks great again, like I think that is perfect sort of – bait for nfl teams to go oh wow i mean look at that guy like we we the first round talent big arm all the physical tools and we've seen two games two whole games of him looking amazing let's let's give him the keys to the franchise how bad could it be like that just feels like a classic nfl move for a team reasonably desperate at quarterback washington i think would make some sense indianapolis given how their season has gone would make some sense like any of those teams that have been sort of in quarterback purgatory this year, I think would absolutely roll the dice on that. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is my go-to when betting on the NFL this holiday season. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Check it out. Right now, everyone can earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place the same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, player props, point totals, and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win big. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code PFF. Place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. It's only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code PFF. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Yeah, Washington's interesting because, like I said, they haven't had a whole lot of shots at quarterbacks. The unknown of Jordan Love is similar to the unknown of a new draftable quarterback. The only problem is Love's going to have to get paid soon if he is good. Right, you don't get that yeah. entire rookie contract. Another interesting, well, very interesting suggestion here. The Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson potentially trading him <laughs> to the New York Giants. Would this ever happen? Is is it are we even talking about this just because the Ravens just haven't locked up Lamar yet? Or are they just playing the game? They're gonna franchise him? What's gonna happen in Baltimore? I don't think there's a chance in hell that anything other than Lamar Jackson playing for the Ravens happens. Um, certainly not next year. Maybe, maybe there's a world where they treat this like the Kirk Cousins thing and he gets franchised and then he probably gets franchised again. And if he's had a bunch of injuries, you know, between now and then, in addition to the ones that he had already, maybe they then decide, you know what, it's not worth the giant contract that he's trying to get or that we can't seem to come to terms on. I think ultimately whatever the way this negotiation is going, they end up franchise tagging him. And then it's like Dak Prescott, right? Like they get, he gets franchised. Then they work out a long-term deal. that's more expensive than it would have been if they'd signed him in the first place to whatever it is he was looking for. 
but I just I really can't picture a world where Lamar's playing anywhere other than Baltimore for a while. From Baltimore's perspective, obviously they you hear a lot of rumblings. Lamar can't throw like from fans, and I, I think it's stupid analysis. Basically, we know Lamar's a, a good enough passer. We know he's the most dynamic runner in the NFL. Maybe besides, right up there with Justin Fields. Now, the Ravens understand Lamar's value. But do you think there are any concerns now with the fact that he has been injured each of the last two seasons? He has gotten banged up. If there's one concern, maybe it's the sustainability aspect. You know, the Ravens have built their entire offense around Lamar. They believe in him and his skill set. But is is there any reason for them to believe, hey, maybe we are better off going the rookie contract route uh, for a while, rookie QB contract route until we find the next guy? That's a massive risk for Baltimore, too, because they know what they get in Lamar when he's on the field. Yeah, like the injuries can't be helping. You know what I mean? Like, I think maybe we would already have a contract done if the injuries weren't a factor. And if Lamar had stayed 100% healthy for the entirety of his rookie contract, maybe they'd already have him locked up and we wouldn't even be talking about it. I think those injuries are only complicating the negotiations, which is presumably Lamar, you know, wanting steadily more money as the time progresses and as more quarterbacks sign. And them being like them getting more and more twitchy because he gets hurt more and more right he's got he got hurt last year he's been hurt this year that has to be making them think a little bit about oh we need you know we want protection from injury or we just want some kind of out to this deal or whatever it is and Lamar is probably saying well if Deshaun Watson got 200 whatever million guaranteed I want a fully guaranteed contract as well so the injuries cannot be helping this negotiation which is probably why I think it hasn't gotten any further but I think ultimately that just leads to a franchise tag. And then again, maybe they re-sign him long-term or maybe we ride this out for a couple of years. But I don't think it makes, makes it less likely that he's playing for them next year or beyond. Yeah, I was just posing it as a question. I think the Ravens will be attached to Lamar in the long-term. Ultimately, it's just a matter of how they get there. Uh, the last really interesting one that Brad Spielberger brings up in the article, though, uh, Derek Carr going to the Tampa Bay Bucks for a first and a third. The Raiders would only have a little over $5 million, about $5.5-plus in dead cap. The Bucks, Tom Brady is a free agent. Doesn't seem like they're going to you know, be together going forward after this season. So would the Bucs do this rather than going back to the well in, in the draft? Man, I'm not sure I'd love trading a first-round pick and then stuff for Derek Carr, particularly coming off this season where it's like, well, you just got Devontae Adams and an offensive coach. Why was this not like a career year for you? I I don't know. Obviously, Tampa Bay has to go somewhere in a post-Brady landscape, and they're not necessarily going to have the most obvious pathway to doing that. The Kyle Trask thing doesn't appear to be working out. He's not like a, a replacement waiting in the wings. There's not going to be a whole ton of obvious candidates in, available in free agency or whatever. I guess if they miss out in the playoffs, they might actually have a pretty high draft pick, so maybe they can get a guy there. But yeah, they don't have great options, even that – even that even with that said, I'm not sure I'd want to be going with Derek Carr. That'd be the classic NFL trade, though. The Raiders would be like, eh, we just want to upgrade, get a little bit better. And the Bucs are saying, we've got nobody because Brady's a free agent. Let's get Carr. And then Brady, you know, at 46 years old as a free agent, could go sign with his old buddy Josh McDaniels in, with, in, in, in Vegas and have that first and third round pick that the Bucs just traded. Never know that in this hypothetical scenario. Anyway, go check out Brad's article, PFF app, pff.com. Let us know. Give us some realistic QB trades. It's the PFF NFL Daily.